0: Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com
1: to get started. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we
2: get the back view of him, and I mean, it's just a mega.
1: Fifty-two yards is a long shot. Uh, magnum Pi, so yeah. we named him. No
2: idea. Just but, a
1: mag. Yeah,
2: just a magnum. Come on, Cam. actually we said probably one fifty, mid one fifty. Yeah. Same go from the morning come out with that nine pointer
1: here go steps out this 90 inch eight point and you're like, yeah
2: ah. i'm like okay well just still a buck back there grutting. yeah and then i'll step like another 90 inch eight yeah. point i'm like oh, all right yeah. bro yeah bro yeah. you're like i'm like dear, right there yeah like and he's 30 already yards. 30 yards yeah he he was literally five yards from the base of the tree could have been had a buck down at 140 in the afternoon back there deep on public three does come out pretty early it was like 245 24 yard shot sent the combat veteran and i tell you what man dude it just smoked we always get so jacked up when the other person kills it's just almost like we got it done
1: yeah and when you kill that doe i was like hell yeah man and we come down here to missouri my ass told me one more time i'm like is it a good buck and he goes yeah real good solid buck i'm like all right boom <laughs> and the deer just drops for sure super special meat.
2: whitetail legacy podcast bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy baller rut
1: welcome to the whitetail legacy podcast it is a beautiful wednesday and we're coming in your ear holes with hunt wars this week we talk with troy Gokritz. um he has started something that we think is pretty cool. We actually met these guys at the Iowa Deer Classic, and uh, kind of watched some of their content and really liked it. Really liked what they had going on, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy what they got going and uh, enjoy the YouTube content also. So, we'll start off with the people that make this possible. But before that, do you have that suicide hotline prevention homie?
2: Yes, I do. This week, uh, the suicide prevention hotline is one eight hundred two, seven, three, eight, two, five, five. I hear this almost every day on the radio. If I get to go pick my kids up and uh, that's where I got it from. And I was like, you know, I'm not tired of hearing that number. And uh, I don't know if it's just the way that uh, Katie says it or what, but um, it's uh, if you stop and think about it, it's a very important deal and you could really help somebody and save their life.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. So this huge shout out to all the veterans out there. We we did this suicide hotline for quite a while. I do believe that we're going to start keep adding a veteran and keep this going on. We were going to going to do this for a while, but I think the thirty seconds is worth adding both. So absolutely, the next episodes we'll try to add a a veteran to it. Um, I'm going to start out with Last Breath, um, Last Breath TV Monday, guys. They're releasing their their podcast episodes on Monday now. It's perfect right after the weekend. You're driving into work. You got some content to listen to. Um, They just did a traditional bow hunting episode this last week. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Different feel. And the off season is cool to have different feels. That's why we have guys like Hunt Wars on. You know, you listen to your whitetail content, you know, getting ready for season. Everybody's getting jacked. And it's just cool to get a different feel of uh, something different coming in your ear holes than the normal everyday (laughs) stuff. So. And then uh, check out their YouTube page. Um, they're doing Shed Kings. Um, they've released three episodes so far, and uh, it's super cool. They're kind of going through the four. sheds that they found. Four, four episodes. Four. Yeah, thank you. That's why I got you. You're the number guy. <laughs> um, you might see a familiar face coming on there soon. Um, but I'm really enjoying that. I like. I just love sheds. So. This has been a rough shed season for me, man. I don't know what's going on. I did another 3.7 today, Ooh. and I walked uh, the food plot on Kings, not even a deer track on that thing. Really? So, yeah, that late season top, those beans, not even a deer track in it. So I didn't right. walk a ton. I walked, I walked another piece before that, and then I walked from the car to the beans, walked the beans, walked back to the car. So not a lot of ground cover there, but been a rough year man been a rough year but anyways uh start out i'm gonna hit under warmer um i actually got a couple of these and i tried one on and i was worried about being like i'm not big i'm not a big dude you know what i mean but i'm a bigger dude than a lot of guys so um i was worried about how it would fit and it actually fit pretty good uh i I put a t-shirt on and then put it over the top of it um and I put it back in the bag, you know, just to keep it activated. But I just want to try it on. A lot of times when I wear hot hands, like normally they're kind of like in a weird spot and uncomfortable, like where a fat roll kind of catches it on the side, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's nice having them on the outside of a layer, so that layer is kind of like a like a fitted shirt, like a compression shirt, and then you have those, so they're not moving around. Like if your shirt's riding up in this. You know, it's up in your armpit halfway through your hunt because you got a hand warmer tucked in there or something. Um, I really like that. So you can check them out at underwarmer.com. Do you have the trail cam tip of the week, homie?
2: Yeah. Have you guys uh, been listening to us for a while? You know, last year uh, we talked to Dominic Jackson out of Alberta. Um, He's an outfitter up there. He said that he runs the Industrial Energizer batteries, and um, it gets way colder up there than it does here. So, uh, we decided to give that a shot here and just kind of wanted to recap how it was through the season. Uh, just on standard camera, running, you know, three shot bursts, getting, um, I don't know, Cody, how many picks you think we, we're getting? You know, like uh, what, 300 a week, we'll say? 300 a week?
1: Yeah, so, some of them were a lot more, but the, the good ones that weren't getting hit by the bushes were yeah. probably three, 350.
2: So, Three to four hundred picks a week um, on average because we can't bait or anything. We're just, you know, setting up on a trail nine times out of ten or a scrape. And um, these batteries performed really good for us. Only one battery swab would be, would have been needed from about July till the mid to late part of February. I took them down, I want to say, February 26th, 24th. Somewhere in there I took the last of my cameras down. And, um, you know, still had juice in it. If you want to run these batteries in a mobile cam, um, I had a set in there and, uh, about the same battery life. And if, uh, the only thing with these industrial energizer batteries is if you want to run video mode, that is not a good idea. Um, you're only going to get about 600 videos off a set of these energizer batteries, However, if you do run the lithiums, you can get anywhere from 1,000 to 1,200. So you're getting double the capacity there. So that's just kind of the wrap-up. And um, if you want to try to hopefully save a few nickels along the way here coming up this year.
1: Yeah, we run all of our Exodus on video mode, a lot of them. So um, they, it worked good uh, during the summer and stuff, during season when you're in there checking them periodically so you can get some batteries in them. But if you plan on putting that camera out and letting it run throughout the winter, um, on video mode, you might as well put some some lithiums in there to make sure that it's solid. There's nothing worse than going out to a battery or a camera with dead batteries. You're like, did it take pictures for two days or did it take pictures for two months? You never, you never know. So put this
2: down for but, uh, put this down for an upcoming goal for us this year. Try to do better, staying on the cams in season. We do, we do, I think we do a kick-ass job preseason, but once i mean you're trying to hunt and you know do everything and then it's a shit show you got 17 cards going into one camera um a hodgepodge of batteries sometimes and uh Mm -hmm. just for a future podcast where we go over this part i want to come back to remember this and you know see see work on that on that yeah i
1: know that we pulled a lot during went during the rut we did do a good job trying to pull cameras and get intel but a lot of them were coming down and then going up and like I said, Mm -hmm. different cards and shit going on, but you just get to a point where you're like, you have so many that it's almost like, damn, I've been running cams for so long. So one thing that I wanted to kind of, when we do our trail cam episode is I don't think we should put them out as early just because even if it's two weeks, that's two weeks, less work, two weeks, less batteries two you know, one less check. It's Mm -hmm. just one less time going in there. We know where we need to put them to get the pictures. I just feel like that two weeks in the beginning might get us two weeks on the back end where we're not just like,
2: yeah, I agree. Burnout
1: on trail cams. And And
2: if you do get a picture, you kind of like hankering on it when really, Mm -hmm. you know, that was two and a half months ago. We're. We're in October now. So sometimes that stuff can affect what you're doing now
1: to be successful yeah. when, it,
2: when it matters.
1: Yeah. I mean, we put them out early last year trying to locate them early. Mm-hmm. And I'd be okay with doing that, like with some of the cams, but not all of them. Like we had all, we had 30 cams <laughs> out there, you know, two and a half months before season. Yeah. And it's cool to get the velvet picks and stuff, but you're still going to get those velvet picks. Two weeks later, so yeah, two it, months out instead of two and a half weeks.
2: And when you don't really have like a giant lease and you're not, you don't have a, you know, four or five deer that you've been watching for two, three years. I know we mm-hmm. have some stuff going on on public, a couple of deer that we're watching, but for the majority of the part, you know, we don't, we, we don't see a lot of the same bucks over and over and over to where you want to see them grow, you know, from May through, yeah, through the summer, sure. so...
1: We'll Ooh, definitely touch base not the on the last you're going to hear trail, about that. <laughs> with that trail cam tip, uh, we do a trail cam episode we have every year just because we love trail cams and we're in the game deep and we're adding eight more mobiles or seven more, eight <laughs> more mobiles. So it'd be nuts. And then I don't know if we're adding any normal cams or what we got going on, but we'll have an ass load. When you get above 30, it's just too much to handle. It's just an <laughs> ass load. So... We'll definitely dive into that, but uh let's get back in this episode. We covered everything, right? We're ready to rip. I right? believe so, man. All right. let's uh let's listen to Troy talk about Hunt Wars. Here we go. All right, guys. We got Troy Go Crits on from Hunt Wars. This is the uh owner and creator of this show. So how you doing tonight, man?
3: I'm doing good, guys. Doing really good.
1: Yeah, well, we appreciate you coming on. We uh we met you, your uh your guys at the Iowa Deer Classic it sounded like you were tied up and trying to get some hunts for the, the actual show uh, while they're out there. But uh, we really liked what you had going on. We thought it was cool. Um, We think more people should know about it just because it's, you know, it's a once in a lifetime chance for a lot of guys and uh, you're hunting some of the the hardest places to hunt. You know, you're hunting elk and mule deer and a lot of creatures that a lot of guys don't have the money or time to, to do. And you're making it, Feasible, you know. Yeah. So, um, just go ahead yeah. and go into go into a little bit of the background of of why you started Hunt Wars and where the idea came from.
3: Um, so the idea, I mean, I'm a, a diehard hunter myself. I live out here west in in Utah, and as I as I've kind of like evolved as a hunter, you know, we got deeper and deeper into the backcountry. We'd hit Montana, we'd hit Utah, we'd hit Colorado, and it was always kind of like we'd show up to the trailhead and kind of see who was there and if we knew anybody or whatnot. But, you know, everybody, even a whitetail hunter, everybody, when somebody shows up to the same trailhead, you always ask yourself, like, who's going to win today? You know, and, and uh, that's just kind of our competitive nature, mine, mine for sure. And, you know, as I was thinking through this idea... I thought, let's just, you know, I, I know that there's all these buck hunting contests out there where it's big buck contests, but you, you really can't tell, like, who's hunting private land, you know, what kind of filming's going on, like, you hope all those things are on the up and up, but you, you really can't, you know, nobody's really monitoring that. So, um, how we did it is, I decided, what if we just made a competition where we paid for all the hunts. So we covered all the costs of the tags, we covered all the costs of the licenses, we covered everything. We picked the areas and we we drop every day guys in there to see who can be successful in that 7-day span. So there's no preseason scouting, there's no guys that are, you know, running trail cameras all summer long. It's just you versus them in an area and it's it's 7 days. We give our guys one day of scouting And so we thought through this and we started fleshing out stuff and we started kind of looking at the process of, okay, well, you know, we need to make sure that people can afford it. So what we did is we just said, all right, we're going to be just like any other application out West. It's a hundred dollars. Any state you put in for as a non-resident is basically a hundred bucks. You got to buy a hunting license. You got to buy, you know, just to put in. So for us, we thought, all right, we're going to do a hundred dollar application. That way we know there's, you know, serious teams. It's not, 10 bucks and then you get kind of riff raff or whatnot. It's a serious, you know, a little bit of money. But we thought from there we're just going to cover the whole cost of the hunt. So I went out and found the very best tags I could um for last year. And we went and, and bought New Mexico 16C tags. These are unit-wide tags. So how New Mexico works is, is you buy a landowner tag, and a landowner can get a tag if he has, you know, I think it's like 15 to 35 acres i can't remember so what we did is we went out and landed these landowner tags now the best part about those landowner ta- tags were they didn't have any real huntable private land so these were all public land hunts they had to spend 100 percent of their time on public land and these guys um 47 participants put in um meaning we had 47 applications we didn't we had, we had kind of started this idea about a year ago, and if you remember, a year ago—that's right when COVID hit. Yeah. So we had plans to go to all these total archery challenge events, all these expos, like all these outdoor events to promote it, and all of them got canceled within a week of us actually starting the idea. And when I say starting the idea, I'm talking like dropping like twenty five thousand bucks on tags, like on just the out tag. So it was, it was a huge investment and it was kind of that giant leap that I'm like, we're going to do it regardless. Let's just do it. So um, we went to a few of the total archery challenge events. We uh, we got people to sign up. um, Like I said, so we drew our teams out of those 47 participants. Like the the odds were insane season one. I mean the tags that we bought in New Mexico are less than a 2% chance of drawing that tag normally. So the participants or the guys that applied for our show, they had like 10 times the chance to be on our show. Number one, to get three to $4,000 of gear sponsored. Number two, just for showing up and, a, and to win three or $4,000 worth of prizes if they won their matchup. So the, the whole premise of the show was I want to control the video quality which we do we have our own videographers our own cameras i want to control the area that guys are hunting so that way there's no preseason scouting there's it's it's this complete level playing field and i want to control the week that the teams are competing so basically we they have the same rut patterns the same weather to deal with the same general public hunters all of those things are you know kind of level that playing field and the coolest part about it is if you watch our show the The competition is kind of secondary. Like these guys are competing against themselves. Like they're they're yeah. trying to 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 tag out. I mean, most of the time, you're going to see tagging out is going to win. Like two guys on archery hunts, you know. Now our rifle hunts for season two that might be a little different, but for archery, you guys know how hard that is to tag out, and especially on you know in a new area with with limited you know preseason scouting so to speak e-scouting is basically all they get in one day in camp it just shakes up for an amazing hunt and it shakes up for cool personalities and that's what we love we you know the whole our our, uh what do you want to call it motto of our show is you know hunt wars where everyday hunters are stars of the show and that's what we love like that's us like i want to just be i want to be the guy that gives away these incredible experiences to guys and then gives them an opportunity to go compete for above and beyond just, you know, the hunt and taking an animal. So that's kind of the whole premise of where the show came from. And we filmed season one and it was a humongous success. Um, we had one brand matchup, which we had stalker stick bows, South Cox. Um, he came on the show and he uh, was against um, Aaron Snyder of kafaru the ceo of kafaru so those two battled it out with stick bows in arizona on a mule deer hunt and you'll see that matchup after the elk hunts come on those guys are hardcore they're some of the best hunters i've ever seen but being in a new area being in the desert where they're not familiar you're going to see these guys struggle you're going to see these guys like have to really dive in and dig in and hunt different ways that maybe they're not comfortable hunting
1: yeah, that's epic, man. One thing I really like about it that, you know, you get to go on these awesome hunts, you know, a chance of a lifetime for a lot of guys, but you also get it filmed like high quality. So you can go on this hunt and you can show your wife, and you show your brother, your dad, be like, hey, I'm out here, you know, and you could tell people about it. But having it on film for the rest of your life to watch, that's worth the money right there, you know, in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. You're you're giving these guys the opportunity to go on the hunts, but they're all you're also giving them something to cherish forever, show their kids or whatever. Um, that's part of the reason we started filming was just to, you know, just save the memories and anything else that came along was was awesome. But uh, they get the memories, they get the the hunt, and they get the gear. We work with Badlands too, and I mean, Badlands is I think is the hands down the best whitetail gear. I don't know how it stacks up against you know the Out West gear, but um, i love i love badlands man it's it's up there so we run in yeah. that price suit we we use the price suit here late season that's something you guys might not get into out there but here late season it, it definitely helps us out to stay in the tree a little bit longer but.
3: yeah um sorry about that um oh, my phone cut out for just one second but no i totally get what you're saying cody i mean It was so cool. The day that we launched our premiere um, was, was, you know, a a week ago about. And the coolest part about that was both teams called me and were like, hey, we've got our whole family over here. We've got these viewing parties for our, like, we're on the show. Like, that to me, Cody, like, homie, like, that's where we won. Regardless of what the show ends up being, like, it's just cool to know that we actually were able to, get people out hunting, give them an opportunity that they never, ever, ever could have, you know, done. And you hear on the first, you know, the first guys talking in their interviews, their backstory interviews about we, we, we could have never done this on our own. So that is, that is really what we, we shoot for and spending time in camp with those guys was probably some of the funnest hunting I've ever had. It's kind of like your competitors during the day, but you're like total camaraderie at night around the campfire. Everybody's talking, hunting, everybody's laughing. And yeah, they might not share. There's a lot of guys that are super private. They don't share what they saw at camp, which is totally fine. That's part of the competition, but you know, they're going to tell a hunting story from a year ago. They're going to tell a hunting story from, you know, two years ago. And guys just, we all have a blast and we have a, a, a cooking camp. He takes care of all the food for everybody We have is, you know, your favorite snacks, your favorite drinks. Like I reach out to all the guys beforehand, like, Hey, what do you like to have? What's your favorite, you know, candy. I mean, we, we go as far as what's your favorite coffee. We have black rifle coffee as a sponsor. Like we do everything we possibly can to make these hunts as memorable as we can. And the only cost, this is the only cost that that's intact for you guys is the hundred dollar application and the gas or the flight to get there. Most guys want to drive because they want to take their animal back with them in their truck. And we're cool with that.
1: I mean, just having the camp set up and everything, that's huge. Guy's going to go on public. He's going to be like, well, I'm either going to like rough it out, you know, in my truck or maybe a one person tent or maybe have to pack out every day and go back to a hotel. But you got a full blown camp out there. You're going to come back to food. You're going to come back, you know, and everything's kind of set up for you. It's like a, it's almost like a guided hunt, but you're on public land. So it's as a guided hunt, the, to the fact of everything's set up, but the uh, the actual hunting is, is public, which I think is cool also. Cause you know, the challenge of that is something that me and homie love, we just, you know, the, the part that the people are going to remember is like you said, back at camp, they're going to remember the hunt, of course, but they're going to remember the yeah. back of camp stories and the yeah. food and, the third day where they're like getting their butt kicked, you know, out there. And that's, that's what they're going to remember in 10 years. So
3: yeah.
1: um, Yeah. It's it's, it's pretty
3: cool. Pretty cool. I love it. I love every minute of it. It's a freaking blast.
1: Yeah. I know that just like we heard the idea and I thought it was an awesome, awesome idea to be able to get people motivated and just excited to maybe be able to go on, I know multiple people that buy a twenty-five dollar scratcher and lose it. You know what I mean. So this right, is a hundred right. bucks, and you're you're actually doing with a like a lifetime thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're trying to do something lifetime. So uh, we talked about you know the hundred dollars. I want to get this out here in the middle. But how how does a guy go about signing up if he wants to?
3: Yeah. So it's really simple. So we've learned a lot over the past years and I'll, or the past year. I'll kind of explain a few things that we've learned. So number one um, what we used to do is you had to, you had to apply with your teammates. So you had to call your buddy. You had to make sure his, you know, this date works for him and this and this, and like, can you go on this hunt or this? And like, we just kind of made it too complicated. And what we found is from the beginning of our application process to the end, we would, you know, luckily it didn't happen season one, but I thought through this, I'm like, what if somebody like, doesn't like that person anymore, but now we applied for him. So, (laughs) You know, uh, so yeah. what we did is we just made the application really simple. It's just one person applies. So you apply, we draw your name, you then just get to pick your teammate. So you call a buddy, hey, I made it on Hot Wars, I can't believe it. So you could have your own raffle if you wanted. You could have your own buddies put in <laughs> 10 bucks if you wanted down, you know, and you could you could make money on this thing. Like, who wants to go out West Honey? You know, so So we, we, we made that adjustment. So all it is, is you go to hunt wars with a um, Z.com and that's our webpage and you hit apply now. And all it is, is basic name, address, phone number, email address, just so that we now have a contact of who we pull out of the hat. Um, Once that, you know, that was kind of one thing that we, we learned through, through the first season is let's just make the application very simple guys apply And the other thing it does is it kind of eliminates like who's going to be the shooter and who's going to be the caller. So if you, you put in and you get called, you're the shooter, your buddy's the caller. If homie puts in, he gets drawn, he's the shooter, you're the caller. It kind of helps teammates to kind of feel like, okay, we'll both put in. Whoever's name gets pulled out, they're the one that gets to go shoot. Now, the cool part is, is our prize packs are usually in twos. So whoever wins. Your shooter and your caller both get the prizes. Nice. So season one, season one prizes were prime bows for each of you, brand new ones. They all got Nexus bows. They all got uh, solo stoves. They all got canvas cutters. Um, both teammates did. Um, they got crispy boots. They got black Ovis pants and crispy socks. That was the winning prize pack for just the winning team. And so what we learned through season one is we had Leopold. We had all these other, you know, gear sponsors. Well, when you're showing up for a hunt, you're comfortable with your gear. And what we found is like we're giving guys new Badlands packs and they're like rubbing these packs in the dirt to like wear them in, you know, and there's just like a lot of things that go into your equipment. And so season two, we're actually going to put more emphasis on the prizes you win and not on the gear that you get. And the reason we do that is twofold. Number one, we want you to be comfortable. We want you to be confident in your gear. If I give you a new bino harness, a new set of binos, a new spotter, a new phone scope, and you have one day to set that up, you're going to be like fumbling like crazy. And so what we did is we're like, you know what, scratch that. Let's just let everybody bring their own stuff. Um, And then we'll put more into the prize pack. So Season two, you're going to see bigger prizes and less upfront gear just for the fact that guys want to show up and hunt their own stuff. So that was kind of the other thing that we we learned in season one was making sure that that you know our guys are as comfortable and confident in camp as they can. The other thing we did is we added rifle hunts. So season two, we uh we have two rifle teams that will go hunt antelope. We have uh, the four archery elk teams, and that's actually a king of the camp. So you're actually going to have four teams in camp all together, same unit, same week, and it's it's everyone versus everyone, and it's whoever can bring back the biggest bowl. And the, the scoring metric for season one was really simple, and I always like to touch on this because I think it kind of shows what type of hunters we are. But the, the scoring was the total growth score. I've never been a net score guy. I love it when the animal grew it, count it. Yeah. It's also including the age of your animal. So if your animal's five years old, you actually get double points for the age. So you get an additional 10 points for, for uh, a five-year-old animal. So we're pushing guys to shoot as mature of animals as we can. The third metric is, the, is what I feel like kind of the differentiator we do a shot yardage deduction. And if you watch the first episode, you'll see that shot yardage deduction is zero to 40 is zero. 40 to 60 is 10. 60 to 80 is 20. And 80 plus yard shots are a 30 point deduction on your your, your uh, score. So you take an 80 yard shot on a 330 bull, you're now down to 300, you know, or 310 three, or something like that depending yes. on the age. I like that
1: idea. That's good, man. Because you might – A guy might have an opportunity at 70 and not feel comfortable. Another guy can, and you know the guy just doesn't take the shot. So I think I like that's a good, yeah, definitely a good rule to kind of level the playing field. Someone's been out west, like for us shooting 80, that's just something we don't do in the Midwest. But for guys out west, it's something you guys do normal. You know what I mean? I mean, I know very few people that shoot 80 even practicing. So yeah, for you, for you guys out there, it's normal practice. So if you had like you had the Alabama boys out there, you know, on that elk hunt, I'm sure they they're not you know, used to shoot 80 yards down there. So,
3: yeah, it, uh, it it brings another facet. And the other thing that we also have is a draw blood rule. So if somebody draws, draws blood now, I'm talking like legit blood. I'm not talking about like we can on the camera see it passed and grazed a leg or something like that. I'm talking if there's a legit shot, um, anywhere in that abdomen area that draws blood, that is their animal. They have to hunt that animal and no other till the remainder of their hunt, uh, runs out. So we've kind of put in a lot of things that, you know, and we do a, you know, once you're drawn, that doesn't necessarily mean you're on the show. And why I say that is because our hunters have the highest ethics, They we don't have alcohol in camp, like we are as clean cut and want to be that way and remain that way. And so we interview every team to make sure they'll live up to the expectations, and you know the things that we have in store for them in camp. And then you know it's nothing crazy, but it's yeah we don't we don't if you notice we don't have a lot of swear words on our our stuff. Like that's just the type of guys we are. So um, we do an interview with each team. As long as they're okay with those expectations and they sign off on that, they're going hunting on our show.
1: Nice. Yeah. You got to keep it clean, man. You don't know who's watching it and what kind of content they want to absorb. So that's the best route. We try to do the same thing on here. Sometimes we get a little carried away. <laughs> Last episode <laughs> was kind of raw. We had uh, a lot of, uh, we were in Iowa and that's like the land of the bush lights, I guess. So we were, uh, definitely motivated on that one but uh yeah i I think that's the right thing to do i do like to draw blood rule too because i mean if you go out there and you hit something in the shoulder you know keep hunting it that's that's the right thing to do yeah
3: yeah Yeah. and uh i mean again these are public land these are everyday hunters so the one thing you know that you can kind of hedge your bet when you're out hunting cody and homie is like you're the ones out hunting. You can kind of hedge your bet with us. Total wild cards. You have no idea what you're going to get. Guys could walk around for 7 days and never see an animal, and we got to put a show together about it. So, yeah. It it is it is fun. It's exciting. I think it's what the hunting world needs. Hunting world needs everyday hunters. Like mm-hmm. they don't need people shooting their 50th animal on private property, you know. They 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 need the real reality of hunting of what it is and that's what we're trying to bring to you know to the hunting world
1: yeah that's what we that's what we did with this podcast we, we try to we try not to have any celebrities on anybody that's like really well known we do every now and then but we're just trying to find regular guys because that's what i feel like that's what people want to watch or what they need to watch and listen to and consume so if, if you're going to try to learn something it's better to learn it from someone that's you. You know, your style of hunter, he's hunting public. Maybe that guy's never hunted elk before. He's out there for six days trying to figure it out. And or you could watch someone that's hunted elk for 25 years. He goes out there and gets it done. It's just not the same ballpark. You're you're in different playing fields, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to uh the other thing I love about it is, and you guys have seen episode one now, but it's just watching those guys, you know, get get familiar with the area, like those Bama boys, like they're very uncut. And I love that. I love the, just the, the banter between those two and the, and just the different, I don't know what you want to call it, you know, hunting verbiage, so to speak, like (laughs) it's just different words. Yeah. Boys from the South. I love them. So it is, it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere and we're going to continue to just, you know, do everything we can.
1: This is a holler down in a holler. <laughs> down in the hall yeah. so all right so we talk we're talking about the first episode so you guys have the premiere and the first episode on your YouTube that's at hunt wars on youtube um yep. kind of talk about what you guys got coming for the future uh, this this year to come out on YouTube
3: yeah so um we actually it'll come out on amazon prime um, that'll be loaded this week our first episode we also have uh, carbon TV as a partner as well so it'll be there um, and then, of course, our YouTube channel, which is Hunt Wars TV. Um, what we did is we actually are shooting for anywhere from three to four episodes per matchup. So, you know, um, that way we can capture the seven days that guys are out there hunting. Um, we feel like it gives you a good idea of what the hump was like. Um, there's so much good stuff that's really hard but we have to pass up on that we'll probably use for social media content or this, that, you know, and the other, but, but the, the main thing was, is just um, is we wanted to capture each matchup as its own matchup. So you're not going to see, you know, it bouncing between all four teams. You're just going to see two teams back and forth. Like the first matchup, Alabama, Alabama, the Bama boys versus the Utah guys. Um, the second matchup is going to be the inclines versus the flurries. The flurries are from Montana. The inclines are from, uh, are from uh, Colorado. And so each matchup is going to be anywhere from three to four episodes. Season two, we're going to stick to that same format. Um, the only difference is, is we do have those rifle antelope hunts, and we have rifle mule deer hunts, and then we have a duck hunt at the end. Um, so we have two teams that will be drawn to go on a really cool plush duck hunt. Now that one's probably going to be at a duck hunting lodge because duck hunting is duck hunting. Yeah. That one's going to be based off of um, species shells that you, you know, shots missed. We're going to have legit referees in the blind calling out misses and point deductions. And so that one's going to be more of just a fun time. Um, The other hunts are, it seems like a little bit more intense. Uh, we're looking for some of the best mule deer tags that money can buy out west and elk tags for this year again. So got and antelope tags. Um, guys are gonna be chasing some incredible animals this year. Um, we're gonna we're gonna really get some good tags.
1: That's awesome. And that'd be tough out there, like guys out there, and he maybe not shot a mule deer yet. There's a solid mule deer. We're like, man, is that gonna be bigger? Because you got a rifle. Is that gonna yep. be bigger than the other guy is gonna shoot? And then you got. The prize stuff on the line. So that would definitely throw a different element uh, to being out there hunting. Just another added, you know, amount of fun.
3: Yeah, it's funny. We did a, a little Instagram story and I did that. I put up a mule deer. It was about a hundred and sixty-inch buck. And I said, you know, first day of hunt wars, what would you do on this buck? Uh, you know, and it was such a split decision guys are like oh I'd shoot it for sure or oh no way like you, you know you got to watch your matchup like you've got six more days like yeah it's really it, it it puts a whole nother spin on things guys look at it a totally different way and it's funny to kind of see how guys's mentality changes throughout the hunt and so uh yeah you'll you'll see that in 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 the first episodes and you'll see that in in season one huge huge on the second. On the second uh matchup. Uh the the call the Montana boys, they had a a five by five bull at six yards for like fifteen minutes and decided to pass. And it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting strategy. I it was like day two or day three of the hunt, and oh, they passed on this five point drink and at eight yards. I mean, it was a can of corn shot. So uh, that just gives you a little bit of excitement for episode two. It's, it's wild. It's crazy. They've got a, they've got some incredible stuff that happens actually how, uh, how the first matchup ends, um, with it coming down to the wire, it's, you'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. And that, that kind of, you know, the, the, everybody always asks me, well, what happens if neither team tags out? So if neither team tags out, we have a shootout. It's an archery shootout. And it's five arrows per team. So we have both guys shooting. So now the shooter and the caller both have to shoot an arrow from 40. They both have to shoot an arrow from 60. And then they get to designate one person to shoot one shot from 85. And you're talking about $5,000 worth of prizes. So every arrow is worth a thousand bucks. Yeah. Homie, let's not make it. We get in there.
1: Let's not make the shootout. That's
2: (laughs) the gun. I'm good at the foam side. It's (laughs) the real life stuff that I have a problem with, bro. Are you cutting out? No, I thought you, you all froze on me yeah, there a little, cutting bit. Out like, a
1: little bit. He ain't been there for 35 minutes and I just <laughs> mentioned him and he's cutting out. Uh, did, oh, there you go. Yeah, you're back. Did, now. did you
2: hear what I said?
1: No, you're cutting out.
2: Oh. <laughs> That's why I haven't talked the whole time.
1: Yeah, get out the basement, bro. No single. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I feel you, homie. I feel you.
1: All right. So just to go everything over everything one more time, if a guy wants to sign up, it's a hundred bucks, go to hunt wars with a Z on the website, fill out the registration. Um, you will draw the names. When do you draw the names? Uh, when do they June, need to have the June registration? By?
3: Yeah. June 15th is the last day. Now this is what I will tell you. Um, we draw uh Winner every week. And what I mean by that is, we've given away a pair of sheep feet. We've given a Mountain Mafia sleeping bag. We gave, um, I think, a Badlands backpack away. We gave a Leopold rangefinder away. Um, we are, I'll give you guys the first kind of tidbit of this. We're giving a prime bow away here in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, you go put your $100 in, that puts you in for every giveaway we do along the way. And then for all 12 teams that we have going out hunting, um, in season two and your hundred dollars is going to cover everything minus your travel, wherever we're going. That's it.
1: Nice man. So that's definitely a, like I said, a once in a lifetime chance for anybody from the Midwest, like us, that, you know, that's got kids and stuff. We might be able to do it in about 10 years when we get, you know, the kids get a little older, we can get away for, you know, be like all right, tell the wife, you know, it's, I'm only spending like a hundred bucks plus fuel. you can't say no to that. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> you got, you got to, You got to
3: go. I mean, last year, our elk tags were $8,000 a piece. So you can kind of do the math. Like a lot of guys can't afford eight grand. And then you got yeah. camp, you've got food, you've got your license, which was another 600 bucks. Like all that stuff is covered season two. Like, I mean, I don't know what else we could do, you know, for guys to help them, you know, and it's everyday guys. Like, that's what we want. We want everyday guys. We want guys that hustle and we want just good all around people. So that's what we're looking for. You don't need to be a diehard, awesome personality. You're going to see, you know, and the Utah guys, they're just, you know, they're just normal guys. Like they're not like the Bama boys where they're funny and they're jumping all around. They're just normal hunters and we're okay with that. We don't need Crazy personalities every time. We just want cool hunters and good guys to be in camp with us.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely, being different states and stuff. It's going to be cool to watch out for the rest of the year. We're definitely going to be watching uh, for our listeners. Make sure and check them out at least on YouTube. Um, you're going to really enjoy the content. Like you was saying, um, we talked about it before. You know, the quality of film that you guys are producing is top notch good storytelling i really like the interviews at the beginning kind of getting to know the guys um kind of building that story of you know if they got any experience or the first time or what they do um kind of builds like i said almost like a reality like you're becoming buddies with them you're getting to know the guy and getting to watch him hunt so i really like that aspect um and i think a lot of our listeners are gonna like it too so make sure and check them out um hunt is a sign up right
3: yeah, they can go either one. We've got Hunt Wars with a Z or Hunt Wars with an S. We added the Z just for a little bit of kick, but the, flavor, the, you know. both websites go right to ours. Yeah, a little flair. So yeah. um, I appreciate you guys like, you know, helping us spread the word just makes it so that we get more personalities and more opportunities down the road. So we've got some really cool stuff. I, uh, I haven't announced the prize packs for season two yet, and I've done that just because we're still gathering sponsors. We want to get as much as we possibly can for these guys when they win. Um, and that's just an added bonus. I mean, think about it. Last year, you're going on a $10,000, you know, hunt. Yeah, that's, that's
1: a win in itself. So,
3: it's a win in itself. And, yeah. and being in camp and having it filmed and just everything that we do, it, it really is fun. And our whole goal is, is to do more teams next year. So we're at 12 teams this year, hopefully 16 to 20 teams this year or next year on season three, but we're going to run at this thing for a long time. And I think you're going to see a lot of cool hunts come through this as, you know, guys put in, get, get chosen and get to go on these incredible, incredible hunts.
1: Yeah. We wanted to have you on just cause I feel like you guys got something really cool that just people don't know about yet. It's hard to get a, the word out there and anything, you know, any exposure you can get is good. Uh, YouTube's hard to grow. They're just the algorithm, social media. So hopefully, yep hopefully our fall our listeners go there give you guys a follow and just see if they enjoy the content i i definitely do i i almost positive that 90 percent of our guys that are listening are going to enjoy the content just because like you said it's normal guys out there you're not trying to tell them how to do something you're just just filming a hunt and having fun and and just showing them what's what's going on so yeah
3: well, the other thing I would say for your listeners, um, prim- primarily probably whitetail guys, we're gonna have a whitetail hunt wars. I promise you that. So, go apply now, and I promise you, down the road, we're gonna figure out an incredible whitetail hunt that guys are gonna go have to compete on, because I know there's a lot of diehard whitetail hunters out there that think they just have it all together, and when we level the playing field, things it's gonna be awesome. Get <laughs> crazy, yeah, they get yeah. crazy.
1: We were talking about that before we, you know, before we record it, I think you get whitetail guys out there. We're never, we've killed some deer, but we're never one to be like, this is how you do it. This is neat. But there's a <laughs> lot of guys out there that are like that. So to get those names in the mix and say, all right, time to nut up or shut up, you know, let's see what yeah. happened. I would watch that just to, just to see, you know, it. Uh, seeing guys struggle that on social, you don't see the struggle. Everything looks like it's perfect um, right they're struggling out there it just doesn't look like it so i think that'd it's, be very cool
3: it'd be funny if i you know one day maybe i'll release this but uh some of the personalities and influencers that i've reached out to to try to get them to come on their show they're very reluctant let's just put it that way so <laughs> if there's an influencer listen to this hit me up i promise you we'll find a spot for you but it's funny to see these influencers and guys that like Oh, I don't think I want to do that. It just, yeah. you know, they don't want to get like, beat what? by like
1: some Joe Snow yeah. from Alabama. That's never heard of elk yugle. They're like an elk right. cutting specialist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That,
3: could happen. Cutting that specialist. could happen. This
1: guy's never even seen an elk. He comes out and kicks my butt, but
3: yeah. Well but, guys, I appreciate you having me on. Um, exactly that. Go check out the episodes on our, our, uh, YouTube channel. Um, they're, I, I feel like they're pretty Pretty entertaining. It's everyday guys just out there hustling.
1: All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I definitely did. Like I said, we met these guys in Iowa. We wanted to have them on. and uh, We really like what they are doing, and I think our listeners will too. I feel like a lot of our listeners are just like us, normal dudes. Um, I feel like this is a great opportunity for people. I will probably put in... I would really like to do a rifle mule deer hunt. I don't. I, I don't know shit about elk. So if I get drawn for an elk hunt, I'd be like, I'll come, man. But it's gonna be, All it's right. gonna be tragic out there. Let's be honest. You don't know shit about mule deer. Either. Yeah. I'll run up and down those mountains, man. But I, if we even get, if we even smell a bull, we'll be stalling. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely in on the the mule deer just because the quality tag and the chance to kill like a 180 mule deer is there you know what i mean like Absolutely. that's insane yeah. so definitely check them out um like we always say always try to do the right thing uh, leave a legacy and whitetail legacy is out
0: miss mondays with into the blue brought to you by academy sports and outdoors every monday night from 7 to 10 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment
3: i'm will cooper host of
1: hunt stands make your mark podcast if you haven't already download the free waypoint tv app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from hunt stand presents anywhere anytime and on any device